microphone. A Blue Yeti USB microphone. That's what started this whole thing. I was in a Zoom room hanging out with fellow faculty and some of my own students during one of my bring your own meal to Zoom meetings when someone suggested that I should start a podcast. Then two people said it. And then three. So I guess it was a microphone and three people that started this whole thing. I'm easily influenced and peer pressured into doing things, so I said, why not? I have so much free time. I could definitely take on one more thing. It's just one more thing. How bad could it really be? Hi there. My name's Anurag. I teach math at a large community college in South Florida. This podcast, or at least my attempt at calling whatever this project turns out to be in the end, is not connected or supported in any way with the institution or by the institution where I teach, but the people I'll be inviting to chat with me are my colleagues. Some of them professors, some of them not, but they're people that I work with and I don't know well. Every week, assuming I can find someone to talk with me, I'll invite someone to hang out with me for a short while and hopefully get to know them a little better. Along the way, you might find yourself listening to someone you've never had a conversation with at the college. I don't have an agenda or a script. I don't even have a title. There's little to no production value, and I sincerely apologize to anyone that has worked in audio or podcast production or audio engineering of any sort. Please know that I'm not trying to take your job. The conversations go where they want to, and when the moment feels right, I'll ask each person a couple of questions that previous interviews have suggested. The catch is that they won't know who the next person is. The podcast will conclude after a hundred interviews. I'll start at episode 100 to give the impression that I already have had 99 successful interviews. I once read that this was a good marketing technique used by all the big companies, and I guess I'll find out if it really works. And also, it seems just as arbitrary to start at 100 instead of episode one, so why not? The conversations and these recordings are living entities and they're subject to change. So if you're expecting any semblance of professionalism, please know you will be disappointed. It's just me, a lowly math professor, with no background in podcasting or audio engineering, wanting to get to know my colleagues a little better in this time of social isolation. And a microphone, a blue Yeti one at that and three people who told me that this would be a good idea. Well, that's enough of me. On to our first guest. Well, hello there, Mr. Nat. Hey, now I'm on. Maybe I gave up the surprise. I gave up the surprise of what? I I guess I was supposed to be a professional host and, and introduce you to the audience and say, we have a wonderful guest here wearing a yellow oh. shirt and paint a picture. <laughs> uh, but I'm sorry. Welcome. I, I'm new to this whole podcasting thing. So uh, I, I don't know if you want to do a YouTube intro. Well, you know, I don't intro. necessarily have a, a podcast intro ready to go, but uh, I, I definitely... Um 
you know, uh, I'm, I'm Nathaniel King. Um, what do I do for a living? I, I guess uh, I, I'm a professor at Palm Beach State College. I teach anatomy and physiology, biology and microbiology. Um, I really have a passion for science and uh, I uh, like to apply it to everyday life. So, how do you apply science and biology and, and a passion for science to everything? Well, there's life? a lot of different things. So, uh, you know, a lot of my hobbies revolve around science. Um, you know, like you can see the fish tank in the back. Um, in fact, I just installed another blue light so I could grow more algae in there because I've got a lot of algae eating catfish uh, in that tank. So, you know, it's a it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's 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 a figuring out what I need to do to make my life easier with science. You know, another place I do this um, is in cooking. Um, a lot of times in cooking, I will, um, I will, uh, you know, apply something I know, you know, if I want that water to boil a little bit faster, yeah, I put the salt in there, you know, because you, uh, you lower the boiling point when you add that adulterant to the, uh, to the water. And, you know, so there's, there's a lot of different places you can put in science into your daily life. We just don't realize it because we're not applying it in that way. When was the last time someone did stupid science or, or can you think of some time where maybe you did something and you kind of smashed your forehead and said, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I know better. Um, or have you seen people do, you know, things in the, in the name of science when they really it's pseudoscience or just stupidity masked as, Oh, hmm. someone has this sorted out, but not really. So, you know, there's a lot of different uh, things that I can think of, you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things I just, you know, put my hand on my face and be like, okay, I just can't, I just can't, you know, do that. Um, the last time I really, really messed up and figured it out, like, years later, um, it was uh, Organic Chemistry 2 Lab. Um, and I took this probably in the summer of 20... 2011 or 2012, I can't remember exactly. And so we had done this whole extraction. This was our big uh, synthesis that we were going to do over the course of, you know, the entire uh, semester. And so it took us like all four hours in lab to do this. So I did it one day during my normal lab time and didn't get my result. I was like, okay, well, I must have done something wrong. I don't know what it was. And so the professor said, well, you need to get up and come to the uh, the Friday morning lab to do it, uh, to do it again, to see if you get this, because this is part of your grade. And I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, I don't really want to, but yeah, sure. I'll come here and I'll do my, my experiment again. And so uh, I, I get the same result. I don't get the crystallization. I don't get anything happening, you know, and I try like nine ways to Sunday to get this thing to crystallize. It never does. And so months down the road, probably even a year down the road, I'm, I'm laying in bed at night, just thinking about it. Like, why didn't I get my result? And so I'm sitting there and I finally remember we use sea light to filter out. So vacuum filtration through, through sea light, uh, which is kind of like a fibrous material. Um, and then, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put a filter paper at the bottom of that to catch all the sea light. <laughs> and uh, guess who didn't put the filter I, I paper? Think I know where this guess is who going. didn't put the filter paper on the bottom of that um, uh, of that, uh, that 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 funnel filter, whatever it was? Um, and so that's when I I realized, okay, it's like you know, obviously it was a mess up. Yeah, I figured it out years later, and I was just like, really. I could have done that and I did it twice and I probably actually did it pretty well because the second time I was being really meticulous about it, except for I still forgot to put the filter paper in. Um, so that's when I've messed up on science. Um, 
other people. Um, you know, right now, you know, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. There's a lot of pseudoscience going on. We are? What, what's this thing? So COVID-19 obviously is a uh, coronavirus. I was oh, okay. being sarcastic. <laughs> right, but go ahead. I'll, I'll leave the, the scientific I'm pretty sure you understand, uh, and you know too, because of your qualifications. Uh, this is a novel coronavirus, and we no, nobody really has a um, uh, an immunity to this because it's new. Um, I've read a lot of interesting things that I'm not 100% are true, uh, because they are, um, you know, there's a lot of publishing going on. Uh, right now. And it's a lot of pre-publishing stuff and they're just getting it out there because we need to make sure that we have as much science available on this as we can. Um, but there's a lot of people drawing conclusions that aren't necessarily accurate. And so the, a lot of times when I see this kind of stuff, it's, you know, people are like, oh, well, the reason why South Korea didn't get it as bad is because they all wear masks everywhere they go. So we should wear masks. And I'm like, well, not exactly. You know, they started doing the tracking and the tracing of where infected people had been and who they came in contact with uh, very quickly. And they also tested a lot of people very quickly. And so we're, we're getting kind of these mixed results and these mixed um, uh, messages from our leaders that we're not necessarily getting from, um, you know, the, 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 the news media, I think. And so it's, it's all kind of a mis, mis, mishmash and, and all this other stuff that's going into it. And nobody really knows which way is up. We won't know which way is up for a couple more years when we have a chance to peer review and test all these theories and really look at the data that we've collected. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of the stuff that I see is correlation does not equal causation, um, which is where... Go so, ahead. So what you're saying is that everyone should be studying population dynamics and getting a bachelor's in mathematics. Sure. I think that's a great thing. Not with any bias whatsoever. I have a uh, bachelor's degree in mathematics and applied in computational math. And, and I think everybody oh, should have that. Shoot. So. And, and this is where if I had a, a more, I guess, embellished way of producing this podcast, I would, you know, insert some weird obnoxious sound of trombone. Or <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so. I guess let that be the the low production <laughs> quality of the podcast coming. Hooray through. for math, right? Um, but but no, you know it's it's I, I think it's important that you know there's so many people who see something on the news or see somebody wrote a blog post and they're like, well, let me just share that, you know, and and I'm just like, yeah, but what exactly are you sharing? Have you actually thought about, is this true? You know, whenever I read something on the internet, my first thought is, is this true? Does this work? Does this make sense? And there's a lot of people that don't have that critical thinking. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't have any really like solid examples, but I just see it all the time when I'm going about my daily life and somebody says, well, we should end the, the quarantine or the, the social distancing because, you know, it's killing the economy and, you know, it's going to be fine even if we don't. And I'm like, well, you know, and that, that's nice to say until your grandmother, grandfather, loved one dies, you know, from this. And they could have been saved by been staying at home. So, you know, it's, you know, it's obviously, you know, for our government and for the people in charge, it's a cost benefit analysis. And that's a terrible way to look at this. Um, you know, I think we should all be doing our part to, you know, reduce the spread of this because no, nobody knows that they're that they're at risk or not. Um, and so I think some of these bloggers and some of these people who think they know everything um, and don't really use a lot of critical thinking when they get into it kind of mess it up for everybody. 
Um, it's it's difficult. Hey, I, I have to kind of defend uh, my people now since I have joined the podcast slash blogosphere that I am, I guess I've been admitted and I'm one of them. So I have to take to heart what you're saying against my people and say, you can't say that. I can't say that. Um, or at least that's what it said in the manual. Oh, that I oh you get a manual for this. I thought I could just record something and oh, put yes. it on the internet. Um, no, no, no. That would be too, too vicariously <laughs> done. So that would, that would require pre-thought and, and pre-function of, Hey, I'm going to do this randomly with people. So one of the things that I, uh, so I do listen to podcasts uh, when, when we were actually going to work um, instead of just, you know, waking up and walking across the house to get to my, uh, to my computer. Um, I would listen to a lot of podcasts on the way to work to and from. And several of the podcasts I listen to um, have dedicated fact checkers who their job is to say, is what this person saying is true. And so there's been two or three episodes of this podcast that's called shortwave. I guess I'll give them a shout out. Um, see if we can get them to shout out us, I guess. Um, shortwave you need to you owe us exactly for each mention and now that we've mentioned shortwave that's three 15. times or maybe four that's times 15. that's 15 yeah. or 20 dollars um but one during one of their uh podcasts they actually at the very end it's a it's a you know 15 minute kind of form factor where they're talking about some scientific thing or something like that they actually came back at the end and said hey so we did some research on this some more research our fact checkers looked at it and we couldn't find anything backing this up so take this with a grain of salt, you know, this might be true, it might not be true, you know, and I think that kind of transparency and this, that kind of, at least um, being able to admit that something you're, you've put together is wrong is something that a lot of people lack. A lot of people don't want to be wrong ever. And you know what, the, the questions that I remember that I got wrong in college, I still remember them. You know, it's like, I, I hate to do this to you, Nat, but as the first guest, you're making me feel very inadequate for not having a fact che- a fact check. Well, you know, it is it is uh, your first. I, I'm not sure I appreciate. It, it this, is your first podcast. This onslaught of of mentioning how inadequate of a job I'm doing. Well, you here. know, I think you know. There's nothing that I'm saying that isn't common sense. Oh, thank you. So now you're calling. Uh, no, me I'm, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm just saying you don't have the resources to have a fact checker yet. Now you can check all my facts. Uh, you know, after after the show, we can we can exchange uh, references and resources. Um, MLA format. Oh, I have it in APA. Sorry. All right, I have to scrub this data <laughs> at the end. We're just gonna have to start over, right? Um, uh, but you know, I remember when I get things wrong, when I mess up, and. You know, I, I think that you learn more from messing up and that that's a huge thing in science is because I screwed up on that, uh, on that particular, uh, you know, experiment in organic chemistry, I remember that. And so now when I'm doing something and I'm, I'm doing a procedure, I'm like, let me look out for these little details. You know, it, it built who I am. I learned from that. I made that mistake. It still sticks with me 10, you know, eight, 10 years later, you know, and so it's one of those things that you can't be afraid to, be, to mess up. And I think that that is lost on a lot of uh, how we learn, you know, and s- some of the best things I've watched, there's a, um, I think it was at some either Comic Con or it was uh, like a Maker Fair or something like that. It was Adam Savage was talking about all the times he messed up. And he said, there are jobs I went into and I had no idea how I was going to do it. And I ended up messing up and failing and not getting this job done. And he's like, you know what? The sky didn't fall down. 
I might've lost the job. I might've not got paid, but Hey, guess what? I'm still here. I'm still doing this job. It's not the end of the world. And I think that kind of approach is lost on a lot of people. Now, obviously there's things you don't want to fail at. You know, if you're doing heart surgery, you don't want to fail at that. You want to be very well trained to where you know exactly what you're doing. Um, but you can't be afraid to fail when, you know, you're trying to figure out how to set up, you know, a fish tank or how to, how to set up a, a garden. You know, your first couple of plants are going to die. Like that's just the way it is. And in case you, you didn't recognize our guest, uh, this is fatalistic nihilism with Nathaniel <laughs> King. Or, uh, you know, what I like to say is fun fact with Professor King. So, you know. Sure. Um, so, so what else? What else is on the table for today? Uh, the next question, I, I, I thought that it would be interesting to not have a title going forward and let each guest, before we get too far in, and maybe I should have had the forethought to ask you this before we started, but we're, we're going with it. So what would you title oh, this man. podcast if it were up to you? And I will give you suggestions that came from another uh, anatomy and physiology okay. professor who may or may not be your coworker, and, and perhaps from the suggestions you might be able to guess uh, his or her identity. Uh, they might sit across the hall from but me. Um, I have no idea, and I, I can neither oh, confirm okay. nor deny. Well, but the first suggestion was fireside fireside <laughs> chats with Matt and Anurag. That's, that's probably a good one. Uh, another one which I thought uh, might get misinterpreted was an afternoon delight with Anurag and Matt. That would definitely be misinterpreted. Um. Strangers No More. That didn't come from her, but that came from someone else. Uh, and even though I, I've known you when you were teaching at the Boca campus, I, I don't think we've had as long a conversation as we're no, having No, I now, don't think so. we have ever actually sat down. Um, we could call it New Conversations. New Conversations. Yeah. I mean, because I guess I could, I could flip the script and start interviewing you because you're pretty interesting from what I do know about you. Well, thank you. I am not nihilistic. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe fatalistic. But yeah, not you know. <laughs> I, I haven't reached that level of, of uh, Yoda exactly. yet. So uh, another suggestion was the audacity of silence. And I'm curious to think, I, I'm quite certain you know this person. And I'm wondering if you can guess who it was that, um, since we're you know, kind of whiffing this, who do you think might have suggested the audacity of silence? Um, somebody who probably thinks I talk a lot uh, would, well, I, I hate to do this to you, but this was more, uh, he suggested it out of nowhere as a title for his own episode. Oh, wow. And I thought, ooh, this is wonderful. I don't have to come Audacity up with a title for this of podcast. Silence. I can just get the guest to pick their own. So, And this would just be the working title. This is a, this is a something he. Of a sort. Oh, man. Well, did I say it was a he? I think you did. You, you casually mentioned it. Dang it. Uh, the only one I, I could think of podcast. who really enjoys silence is Archie, but I don't know who you asked. I can see that yeah. too. Archie Ammons, uh, Dr. Ammons. He, he's a, uh, he knows a bunch like that guy. He knows about everything. And then he's got like, you know, if you ask him about something, like I think one time I asked him, Hey, what are your thoughts on Saturday classes? And he like had like an 18 page like document outlining <laughs> pros and cons and whether you should do it or not. And I'm just like, wow, thank you. Where did this come from? He's actually thought yeah. this out and it's not just a rambling of, uh, of, of someone who has opinions perhaps, but they're well thought out, reasonable mm -hmm. thoughts. 
Uh, no, but it is someone who is in uh, close geographic proximity to Archie's office, I should say. I don't know if, that, if I give too much away there. Uh, either Tim or the guy who's now in my office, which I don't remember his name. Um, every once in a while. It is okay. Tim. Every once in a while, I think about sending a, um, a print job to uh, my old office printer just to, <laughs> just to screw with some people. Um, this is future Dwight. Exactly. <laughs> the coffee has been poisoned for those of us that enjoy the office. Did you ever watch the uh, You know, I, I, I watched it when it was on, but I'm not one of those people who have watched every episode. If, if there's a show I've watched uh, every episode of, it's Star Trek. I could never really? get into it. I, and I've, I've watched the most recent iteration of it in, I think it's Star Trek Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it, but I, I, I just couldn't get into the old series. So, and I know that that's, you know, it's a very polarizing topic. Yeah. Kind of like, do you like Star Wars or not? And are you a Trekkie yeah. or not? But I unfortunately was not one of the cool kids that enjoyed it. But I, I just never got so into I- it. So, what was it about Star Trek that for drew me? You in? Um, I, I never really liked the original series. It was way too Shatner for me. Um, I don't know what that means. So, how would you describe that to the uninitiated? So, the way Captain Kirk, I, if if I had to describe it myself, the way Captain Kirk was written was very fifties cowboy. Um, it's almost like a space western but not like, you know, he was a space Western in a uniform. Um, so he's a space cowboy essentially. And, and so William Shatner played this up, you know, and, and, and I think that, you know, the playing up of it is very lovable for a lot of people, but for me, it kind of annoys me. Um, I like William Shatner, but I don't like his acting that much. Um, so yeah so I didn't like the original series for that. Now, are there some good episodes that I've watched? Absolutely. There's ones I've watched multiple times, but for some of them, I'm just sitting there like, when is this over? You know, the, uh, the next generation, uh, you know, started in the late eighties or whatever. That's the one I kind of started growing up on. And so my brother and dad were watching it. So I didn't really have a choice. Um, you know, deep space nine Voyager. I loved both of those. In fact, deep space nine is probably my favorite. Probably the best one. My favorite one, though, is Voyager. I think I like the uh, the different locations in Voyager a lot more. Um, and then the newer ones they've put out actually are pretty good. But what drew me into all of this was that science kind of twist on it. There's a lot of stuff that they put in their shows that is actually scientifically possible or reasonable. Um, and it's not necessarily just entertainment. It is entertainment with a little bit of background. So I I think that's what I appreciate about it is that it's not just jibber jabber and, you know, techno speak and all that kind of stuff. What they're saying could actually be true at some point, you know, and and everybody, you know, laughs about it, but, you know, sitting on my desk is my iPad. And when I was growing up as a kid, oh, what did Captain Picard pick up off his ready room desk to see, you know, to see what he was doing that day? Well, he picked up a pad and it, you know, so it... You know, it's like, you know, we, we, we think that we don't live in the future, but we do. You know, it's, it's clear to see the design of all of these things has come from that. And on that, I will make a segue to the past. So there, there are some questions that were suggested that I asked my first uh, interviewee 
so you have the option to choose between, and I don't know if I'm going to give future interviewees options, but since we're in uncharted waters, I'll give you an option to two questions. Uh, what's your fondest memory of your childhood? Or how did you meet your significant other? Well, I'll, I'll, I'm open to answering both of them. Um, but the easier of the two is how did I meet my significant other? Um, so we were actually in class together. We were both studying the same, uh, at the, for the, doing the same degree. Um, so this was at USF university of South Florida. Um, and we were both in the medical school getting a master's degree in medical sciences. We both actually wanted to be doctors, um, when we first met and we met in MCAT class. So the medical school admissions test. Uh, that you take this, you know, we were taking a kind of not necessarily a remedial class for it, just a, hey, let's go over everything that you should be able to see in that and you'll probably do better. And so, um, so we met in that class and um, I actually annoyed the snot out of her for a little while and <laughs> she's sticking her tongue out at me right now. Um, but she, uh, you know, she, she was annoyed by me and then, you know, she kind of grew on me and then now I still annoy her to this day. Uh, so that's how I met my significant other. We got married, uh, back in 2017. Uh, <laughs> she's making weird comments. Is she correcting you she on the is, date? She is. She's like, yeah, uh, -huh. uh, she's not correcting me on the date. I didn't say the exact date, which is 11, 5, 17, which is all prime numbers, by the way. Um, very yeah. cool. Um, so only things a math nerd would think about. Um, but let's see. Fondest childhood memory. Um, I had a I had a relatively um, good childhood. You know, there, there's a lot of people that say I didn't have a great, great one or anything like that. I, I can't really complain about mine. I think my parents did everything they could to make sure I had a happy, healthy home. Um, favorite memory from childhood. I, I mean. I remember learning how to ride a bike and I remember, you know, finally getting the training wheels off and figuring that out. And I think that was, that was one of those really cool times that you won't forget. Um, you know, and, and I think that's a, what was it about that time? Uh, I mean, what about it made it unforgettable? Well, it's you? like, you know, my, my dad, I think was running behind me, like pushing me or something like that to make sure I had enough speed to, for the, the wheels to actually, you know, do their thing to keep you up. Um, but is, it was that, that kind of notion that now I had the freedom to ride my bike wherever I wanted to go. Um, sure. and I think that is probably one of the, probably one of my first freeing memories where it's like, Oh, I can do this without help. You know, it's like, so I, I think that's one of them. Um, the first time I remember going to Disney world, um, was pretty fun. I, I still enjoy going there today, obviously not today. Um, but uh, you know, I still, there's no one there. If you want I know, I really wish I could. Uh, I heard that they shut the thing down, but if you want to go hop a fence and break some federal yeah, laws, I'm yeah, sure you, you know, and, and all the rides. And, and I mean, the, the best part about going when you're an adult is now you can drink at the bars, you know, it's, it's great. Um, <laughs> but you know, and I, I think it was exciting for me then, you know, it was exciting, you know, it's, it's still exciting for me, except for now I see all of the frustrating parts about, Oh my gosh, I actually have to park my car. I have to walk. I have to go through back check, you know, all these things you didn't think about when you were a kid, um, that you can look back and say, wow, we really had some rose colored glasses on. Um, you know, cause we didn't, we didn't have to think about that when I was a kid. Cool. Uh, the next question, and I, I hate to have this not be so polished of a transition, but 
I'll have to learn once I get a fact checker, I'll get someone to write my scripts. As <laughs> Switching well. gears is a good uh, term. Switching, Switching gears, gears for a moment. Yes. You never go but, back. Well, for a moment, but that's false advertisement. Anyhow, I, I think we're getting anyway. off track here. Uh, pardon the <laughs> pun. Uh, what's a challenge that you would never want to face? Uh, the trolley car experiment. A real life trolley car yeah. experiment, you mean? And for those of us, those of us that might not know about it, would you mind Having sharing? Having to choose in, in between saving one person versus the other um, is more of how I, you know, in a situation where the trolley car is coming and you're the one in charge of, okay, it's going to split, but when it splits, it's going to kill one of these two people or maim them injure them kill you know whatever whatever you want to put at the end of that um and trying to decide which one is the more ethical you know which one is the right decision i read it as when i learned of it in in some philosophy class uh, that i took a while a while back it was the fat man problem and i don't know why it was called the fat man problem because the trolley car problem seems to make mm -hmm. more sense but the way it was introduced to me was that you're on this train and or you're on a trolley Hence yeah. the appropriate name trolley car, but you're on this trolley and you're steaming down some track and you, you have the ability to go left, but then you kill four unsuspecting yeah. workers. And if you go right or you maintain your course, then you kill a yeah. fat man. And I, I always wondered, are, is the teacher picking on mm -hmm. me? Uh, is he trying to kill me in this scenario? Because uh, I, I perhaps was of that persuasion um, or yeah, I, I never understood why I was called that, but uh, do you have any thoughts on what eventuality you would pick if you had to so, pick one? So, you know... Again, being in a hypothetical yeah, space, I'm not saying that you're you're faced with it, but how would you So there was that? some recent research done on this. Um, I want to say it was either, either MIT, it was one of the Ivy Leagues uh, that did this because they were looking at autonomous car driving. And they said, eventually mm -hmm. an autonomous car is going to hit someone and kill them. And in fact, it's actually happened, I believe. Um and would an autonomous car make the right decision? And how would it make that decision? And so they actually posed a series of questions, and I think they actually put it up on the internet for a while, uh, where you could go and decide, like, who would be better to kill? And they gave you bits of information about, um, <clears throat> about you know, who, who, the victims, essentially. Like, who's going to die? You, you have two choices. You can either choose, you know, the the family with that just had a baby or you can choose the old family uh, that, you know, has grandkids or something like that. And so you can choose based on this information. And so they actually developed a kind of, you know, crowdsourced ethics out of this basically basing it off of, um, you know, what is the potential to society? And they've got like a list of 10 things. And, and, you know, obviously the first one at the top was, I want to save everybody. Um, but obviously that's not possible. And then as you move down, it's like, what does this person have? How much person does this time have? Does this person have left? How much time does this person have left on, on earth? And so, it, you know, it goes into starting to think about what's the most important. Is this person healthy? Is this person not healthy? Um, and so it's, it's obviously a decision, you know, when I filled it out, I was like, wow, these are some really tough decisions. Like, I don't know what I would do if I was faced with this decision and given 
you know, 30 seconds to say my answer. You know, I had the luxury of sitting there in front of my computer and just say, eh, yeah, I could do this, I could do that. You know, but when you really think about it objectively and say, okay, well, this person still is somebody's loved one, it makes it really hard to say, well, I picked the right, I made the right decision. And so I think that's, that's a decision I never want to be faced with. So. All right. I'll end on a lighter note. Well, hopefully a lighter note. Um, what's the most annoying personality trait a person can have? Presumably they're stuck in the same room with you or you're stuck in the same uh, can room. Can I just go them. ask my wife? <laughs> uh, this would be where I would have the womp womp uh, soundtrack if I had a better more polished. I'm podcast. sure she would say, um, she would say, uh, what isn't annoying about you? Um, well, if she had to pick something, or I mean, if you had to pick something, if I had to pick something, okay. Um, the thing that annoys me the most is when I can show you with facts that you are wrong, like that you're unequivocally, there's no truth to what you're saying and you don't kind of shift your course. Like if we're having a, a discussion and I say, you know, and you tell me the sky is, the sky isn't blue. And I'm like, well, okay. Or that's a, that's a bad one. Uh, the grass, the grass outside, it's green. Okay. Or the, the grass is red. It's not, it's not green. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, we've measured the wavelengths off this, the, the chlorophyll's absorbing everything, but the green light, you know, so that means the green light gets reflected to our eyes, you know, and, and this is how it works. And they're like, well, the grass is still red. You know, that, that right there annoys me. And, you know, I've had dinner with people who are like that, where they're just like constantly going on. And then, you know, for, for some of those people, you can start feeding them things and they'll just jump off on it. It's, 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 it's kind of fun to watch, but uh, it's still one of those, that's probably my most annoying, um, the most annoying trait that I encounter is people who are unwilling to consider new evidence. Okay, I lied. I have one other question, and this might be more of a selfish okay. concern. But do you know uh, lemon-lime flavored Gatorade? I'm sure you've seen it before. Lemon-lime. Um, probably. It's not the blue one. It's not the white one. But don't say it yeah. yet. It's the... Almost green. Thank you. And on that <laughs> note, Julie Nat said it's green. <laughs> Julie is my significant other. She seems to think that it's yellow and she is it's, wrong. It's almost green. Uh, I mean, we could do some tests on it. <laughs> no, Nat, we're not going to do this. It is green. You agreed to it. You said it. I have scientific proof. Two versus one. Two is more than one. Therefore, I am. Well, you know, that's if that's the way we're doing things. Uh, we, we, we've got a long way to go with your fact checkers. Well, so that's why someone needs to be hired. Exactly. So. Well, thank you very much for the time. It's a pleasure getting to know you Absolutely. better. Absolutely. And hopefully we will be able to have another one of these fireside chats with Nat and Anurag, or perhaps an afternoon delight. Absolutely, anytime. Take care. And I have to come up with a sign-off. So I don't know if you want to sign off on this. 
these videos will, or not videos, rather, the audio will end up on YouTube. Right. So I don't know if you want to give me a sign off, well, and then I'll so get it's going to end up on YouTube. Um, but so here's here's the advice I'll give you, since I do listen to podcasts. Hey guys, um, you know, thanks for watching or listening to our podcast today. If you're not subscribed on your uh, on your favorite podcast app, please make sure you just subscribe because we post new uh, new uh, new podcasts every blah blah blah. Um, you know, and then if it is going on YouTube, you can say, Hey, don't forget to like, and subscribe and ring that bell icon to be notified whenever I post a new video. I don't know if I'll be able to do it that well, but it's, thank you very it's much. something I practice, unfortunately. So I, I have to do it in the mirror. And then maybe once I get better until such time, I think I might just borrow your voice. Oh, that's fine. It. You can. So, well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Nat as much as I did. If you have any recommendations for other folks that you would like to hear from, perhaps someone you don't know well yourself, or maybe someone you wish other people knew better, please reach out to me. I'll be doing this for another 99 people, so this will be a limited edition project. And who knows, if I find myself with more time to spare, I might even try to get this into the Library of Congress someday on a whim. And that way you could have your own piece of history. Until next time, maybe I'll just end my podcast with that. Until next time, for another 99 times, take care.